Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. and exploitation of the green minerals in our country. Following input from honorable members of parliament and other stakeholders, a policy was developed by the ministry and submitted to cabinet, which after intense scrutiny, critique and inputs, approved a reviewed policy on 27th July 2023. The approved policy includes provisions for an increase in the royalties rate for green minerals an increase in state and Ghanaian participation in all green mineral operations to a minimum of 30%, just like GEADEC and GISDEC, just like bauxite and iron ore, to a minimum of 30%. An enhanced local content and local participation, including listing on the Ghana Stock Exchange, and value addition and beneficiation for all green minerals in our country. It was based on this policy that we entered into negotiations with the company leading to the signing of the mining lease. Ladies and gentlemen, respectfully, let me forcefully state that this lease differs from all previous mining leases in many respects. And the Chief Executive Officer of the Minerals Commission will shortly, as I say, give you details to support this, asset, this claim. Suffice for me to point out that it is the first time in the history of our country that we have successfully negotiated, successfully negotiated for 10% royalties for any mineral, which is, the, which is one of the highest for exploitation of any mineral across the world. If you indulge me, I'll repeat that. I say it is the first time in the history of our country that we have successfully negotiated for 10% royalties for any mineral, which is one of the highest for exploitation of any mineral across the globe. We have already secured a 19% state participation in this mining company, 19%, with a requirement to scale it up to a minimum of 30% Ghanaian participation through listing on the Ghana Stock Exchange for shares to be made available to Ghanaians and Ghanaian entities. What this simply will mean is that when it is all over, Barari DV Limited, the holder of this mineral right of lithium, Ghanaian and state participation will be 30%. Foreign participation will be a maximum of 70%. But Ghanaian participation will be a minimum of 30%. This has never happened in the history of our country in respect of any mineral, never. Ladies and gentlemen, and for the first time in the history of our country, a mining lease contains provisions for the establishment of a refinery, that is value addition and beneficiation. This mining lease has provision which insists that a refinery will be established here in Ghana 
for processing of this lithium, this mineral. This has never happened. This is the first time. There's been the issue of ratification of the mining lease, and there's been a lot of commentary on that. And it's been raised by several people. And if you allow me, I want to deal with that briefly. This, is never lost, this has never been lost on us, as this is expressly provided for in the mining lease granted to Barari GV Limited. Specifically, Clause 1E of the lease states, and I quote, the mining lease is subject to ratification by Parliament in accordance with Article 2681 of the Constitution and Section 54 of Act 703, and it continues, upon execution of this mining lease, the minister shall cause the mining lease to be laid in Parliament for ratification, end quote. By the very terms of the lease, therefore, ratification by Parliament is a conditioned precedent, and as the Supreme Court explained in the Eston Cubic case, an unratified mining lease confers no enforceable rights, and government has always been mindful of this decision. The mining lease in question will be laid before Parliament for ratification. That is non-negotiable. But before such agreements can be laid before Parliament, it must go through a number of processes, including securing cabinet approval. The processes are ongoing, and once completed, the agreement will be laid before Parliament for consideration and hopefully ratification. There have also been calls to grant mining leases through a tender process, and I want to deal with that as well. As we explained in our earlier press release, international best practice requires that where a company undertakes exploration and makes a commercial fine for minerals, the company is entitled to a right of first refusal to the grant of a mining lease subject to regulatory compliance. This international best practice is given legal backing by Section 39.2 of the Minerals and Mining Act 206, Act 703. Needless to point out that the use of the tender process is only feasible where there already exists geological statistics and the state is looking for partners to go straight into mining. If I may explain this, if the state spends its own hard money to conduct the exploration and makes a find, a commercial find, then if the state wants partners to go into mining, then you go through the tender processes. But where a private company comes in to invest and makes a commercial find, by law and by international uh, best practices, the company has a legal right of first refusal. Ladies and gentlemen, let me also indicate that Regulation 2581 of the Minerals and Mining Licensing Regulations 2012 LI-2176 which deals with the grant of mineral rights by tender, gives these instances under which, under which such process may be used. And they are, one, where the Minerals Commission determines that there exists sufficient mineral information in respect of the area concerned. Two, where the Republic has carried out prior mineral exploration in respect of the area concerned. Or three, where an area becomes available through surrender, revocation, or termination, and two or more applications are recorded in the priority register within the seven days of, of, of that area becoming vacant." End quote. In all these circumstances, 
the state would have enough geological data generated through its own exploration or where a holder of a mineral right surrenders his interests or the right is otherwise revoked or terminated. But there is, there is, there is enough statistics generated by a private company that has carried out exploration at great cost then that entity is by virtue of section 39.2 of act 703 entitled to the grant of a, entitled to the grant of a mineral rights subject to regulatory compliance in which case the tender system cannot be legally tenable the historical lack of resources to undertake exploration has thus meant that we have had to depend on private companies to undertake exploration of most of our minerals which then entitles them to the grant of the grant of mining leases without going through the tender process and as i say barari dv limited got their first recognizance license as far back as august 2012. they established that legal right as far back as august 2012. and in any event ladies and gentlemen the private sector both foreign and Ghanaian participation is in accord with best international practice. And this can be verified from several mining countries across the world. It is the private sector that normally engages in exploration. There have also been calls for the establishment of a Ghana lithium company to undertake lithium mining and develop the value chain of the mineral from lithium mining to battery production. And I would like to deal with this too. Ladies and gentlemen of the press, it will be recalled that the policy statement presented to Parliament last year considered the option of establishing an entity along the lines of the Ghana Integrated Aluminium Development Corporation, GIADEC, and the Ghana Integrated Iron and Steel Development Corporation, GISDEC. However, the volumes of the mineral we have currently and our quest to ensure optimal benefit for the exploitation of this mineral made that, meant that that option was not feasible for several considerations. Firstly, globally, only China has an end-to-end -end lithium value chain. This is why we have instituted in this transaction the retention of a significant part of the value chain which we will work systematically to eventually construct here in our country the full value chain for lithium. But as we have said, we will not export lithium in its raw form. Everything we have done in respect of this transaction and all the measures we have put in place in respect of this particular transaction will mean that Ghana's lithium resources will not be exported in their raw state. That is why the mining lease includes provisions for the establishment of a refinery and the provision of the use of other linkages to support local industries in Ghana. Distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, in everything we have done with this mining lease, in all humility and modesty, the interest of the Ghanaian people has been paramount. It has been months of thorough negotiations and hard work in respect of this transaction. Nothing has been agreed to casually. Everything has been thought through and everything has been worked out and all the options have been considered. And what we've arrived at is in the ultimate interest of the good people of Ghana. 
The government of President Akufuado remains committed to the prudent, effective, and efficient management of the natural resources of our country, which have been entrusted to us, and doing so in the spirit of transparency, integrity, candor, and utmost good faith for the benefit of our nation. We remain focused on this goal and call on you all, nationals and residents of our country, to support government in this quest. With this, ladies and gentlemen, I now invite the Chief Executive Officer of the Minerals Commission, Mr. Martin Aisi, to present to you the terms, benefits, and way forward of the Barare DV Limited Lithium Mining Lease. I thank you for your attention. Minister, thank you very much. You've actually made life easy for me, so I may skip some of my slides. <laughs> Minister, this is raw lithium. I'll pass it around. So those of you, so this is what he said will not go out in a raw form. So this is lithium. Yeah, well, if you take it out, it is no use to you. Because the quantity you need to, to get something out of it, that is it. Let's go to the first slide. I think Minister has spoken a lot about this, so I could as well skip it. The slides will be made available when we finish, so I'll save time. You can also skip this one. Hang on for a second, go back. So my presentation will take this format. The background, the project, the policy for the negotiations, which Minister talked about, I'll just go into a fine detail. Then the lithium value chain, the terms and benefits, and then the way forward. Next slide. For those of you who don't know the green minerals, I provided a table of a few of them. And if you look at, you can see lithium runs throughout. There's a column for electric vehicles, the kind of minerals that you use. There's a column for renewable energy and energy storage and then the electronics. You can see lithium is all over the place. So again, this will be made available. Next slide. I'll skip this one because Minister has spoken a lot about it. You can skip this one. Yes, Minister, it's important we put things in perspective. What are our critics saying? First, they said we should look at the emerging practice in Latin America. And then what Minister said a short while ago, they said you should adopt competitive bidding or JVs or service contracts. There's no doubt about that, and nobody will doubt that. That is transparent, like Minister said. Yes, you can maximize the rent, and of course, you get a higher value because you know what is there. Then you secure a greater value for the state. And then I think what he said before he took his seat, he said, we should establish a special purpose vehicle, like Gerek or Gisdek to handle that. So essential, if you look at all the commentaries, the criticisms, many of them center around this. This is just a summary of them. I'll discuss some of them as we go along. Next slide. I think, Minister, you said a lot about this. Again, this will be made available, the chronology of events. When he made those statements in Parliament, it was subject to a lot of debate, and then he highlighted the importance of it. And of course, the memo that went to Cabinet. Next slide. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So eventually, Minister, I think you went public. I brought the paper here. 
you can see from banner headline after all these exercise so uh, i think as the debates and discussions were going on i think people were oblivious to the fact that there was a lot of policy considerations that went into all that we've done now in brief these are some of the things that were discussed in cabinet so even the criticisms from IEA and co you can see it is a third option there so number one we amend the current policy which is nearly a decade to incorporate provisions on green minerals and then secondly just have some guidelines to just do business as usual or the third one prepare a completely separate policy and legal regime for green minerals and build it to the GIADEC status so it is nothing so when we had IE and co you realize that we've talked through this already so it's unfortunate when we gave them the document by email and we said look come sit with us let's have all the discussion give you the policy bank and considerations they didn't mind us in their first encounter they didn't read and then when they heard us they, they asked for the document we gave it to them and said invite us they did not invite us so their point was even one of the policy considerations at cabinet next slide so why the cabinet choose the option that we are using now that is the option where we amend the current policy and include provisions on green minerals these are the justification one we don't have geological data i'm the ceo of minerals commission i don't have any occurrence of lithium apart from what is in the way there's no geological data so take bauxite bauxite etiwa is known it's been there since the Russians did that and Akwami Kuma. Ninyani, the deposits are known. We even have an existing mine at Awaso. So you are seeing two different scenarios where one deposit exists for which you have established Giadek, and the other one there's practically no information. We don't have any data on lithium as we speak. Then the other reason the minister mentions that everywhere is relatively small, very small. I will show you some data besides. There are just three countries that control 70% of the world's deposit. Chile, Argentina, Bolivia, the so-called lithium triangle where their borders meet. And of course, Zimbabwe, which has the largest deposit in Africa, number six in the world, and also Mali. Let's go to the next point. So I've indicated this there. And I just got this information, Minister, from the Zimbabwe Investment Development Agency. That is our equivalent of a GIPC. 160 applications just six months i can't point to 20 minerals commission it's all because of the prospectivity of their geology 160 application in six months i've given the reference you can check for yourself they've got even five from us the one sister is just from china i've not even looked at the other countries from asia and then as i said we don't have any known deposits apart from aware there's nothing the other one too is that you have to attract exploration which is very high risk this thing is five percent success the chance of hitting it it's just five percent there are a lot of countries or companies that have come here and they've left i'll give an example brim goldfields they came to spend millions in savannah they didn't find gold they are gone we've given it out to small scale and of course we are competing with countries with better geology far better geology than us Zimbabwe, Mali, and the grades are very high. I take Gulamina, for example, is 1.38. Aware is 1.25. Then, of course, that is the reason why we did not go the Gradec route. The very route 
IEA and the other uh, uh, critics are talking about. These are the reasons. Other than that, what are you going to do? Do we get up and zone government uh, Ghana into blocks and say people should come for competitive building? Where is the data? You have to take people to the data room. We don't have that information. So that is why option one was approved by cabinet. The next slide. Minister, as far as I'm concerned, most people didn't know that our law has provisions for competitive building. I think you mentioned it, but I'm putting it on the screen so that people can see it. So go and read. Again, go to our website. Go and read LI-2176, the licensing regulations. It makes detailed provisions for the use of competitive building. That is 275 and 258. He mentioned it, but you can see it is listed here. So that is our problem. Where's the data? We don't have it. So assuming for whatever reason, I hope it doesn't happen, we don't intend to do that. Let's say we withdraw a way out now. We'll go to competitive building because we have data. That's the kind of thing we are talking about. So the, most people didn't know that there is competitive building. In fact, ASF made a statement that we should adopt that in our law. But it is already in our law. This is something they could have requested from us. Next slide. And then it goes on and on and on. But be that is me, we still make sure that we meet the 30% minimum requirement. So these are some of the things cabinet approved under option one. Ensure that you change the law and enhance state participation to the same 30% minimum. Remember, minimum. So we could even go as far as 50 or 60. It all depends on the project economics. Then apart from that too, the minimum royalty is supposed to be 7%. Minimum 7. So we could even go higher. Again, depending on the project economics because some may have a low grade, some may have a higher grade. Next slide. These are the provisions. So, Minimum Income Investment Fund, he will talk about his part when we get there. He's supposed to hold a state interest. And then just look at the second point, mandatory listing. So when we hear people saying that oh, you should have gone for 50%, why must everything go for the state? What about Ghanaians? So we said, let the state take 19%, the other minimum at least 30% or more. Let's take it to the stock exchange. And then at the stock exchange, it is being restricted to the lives of SNEEDs and all those pension funds and individuals like you or those who have money. So when we start the adverts and go, come and buy. Everything must not go to the state. So they did not capture that bit that the state must not necessarily hold 50%, as even I saw yesterday from one Professor Jampo, who said if we don't get 50%, there will be militancy at AWARE. That's what he said. And of course, we should also review this so that within the policy measures, that is a decision. Let's take the next slide. Now, look at this. Five months ago, Minister, it's exactly five months. Look at the concentrate. What I'm passing around is a raw lithium. When you process it, you get a concentrate. That is a price. You look at the price, you see how it has fallen from nearly 4,000 to 1655. It's falling. People are producing lithium now. Just five months, look at the price. And then when you refine what the minister talked about, you can see the price in July, 42,000. As at yesterday, it is 1,717,000. 
So clearly, the case for refining has been made. It's ten times when you refine that rock and passing around. That is it. And then also, that is a stage. After that, you make the batteries, you do the cells, and then you assemble them. What we are worried is the fact that, or what we hear from people is the fact that we just end up number one. No. I'll talk more about that in the agreement. Let's move on. It's important when you're doing anything, you put it in context. Look at the statistics we have on the board. China has 13% reserves. And then, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Australia, 52, 25. So just Chile, Chile and Australia produce almost about 80% of the lithium today. And then As anniversaries go, this is one of the most painful anniversaries to remember. It's been a year already since the domestic debt exchange. Many of us were hit hard. And as you know, it's been one of those challenging periods for people who invest. The investment community, investor community, have taken a big hit. It's been one year. But what has been its impact? There's a reason why the government wanted to do this. Economy was on its needs. The debt stock was ballooning. We we're going to the IMF. We we're going to bring our debt back into check. And so we had it for something that we've never done before, the domestic debt exchange. So have we achieved the objectives that we set for ourselves as a country when we embarked on this and inflicted pain on pensioners, on the middle class? And it was a fear that was expressed by the uh, majority leader, Chairman Sabongsu. And this DDEP... It's going to wipe out the middle class. Okay, so we're going to look. Those fears that were expressed at the beginning of the, of the process, have they materialized? We are all wiser now looking back. Many did not participate, but many still did participate. So, first of all, the objectives have been achieved. The fears that we expressed at the beginning of this, have they materialized? And if not, okay. Interest. Latin America, there's nothing like free carrying interest. So you have to look at the entire package. There's nothing like free carry interest in Australia. That is it. Next slide. Then these are the other ones. And then there's some controversy brewing about community development. Please, that 1% there, it is not an ownership issue. It's not an ownership issue. This is the first time, Minister, I would like to repeat, this is the first time in the history of Ghana that we are legislating directly into a contract for community to benefit. Right. What you go, you see the New Montalvo Foundation, Edicant, Pesos, all those ones, they are voluntary. And it's even, yes, it's voluntary. 
So Newman, for example, does 1% profit. What if they don't declare profit? And then 1% of the, the an ounce, one dollar of every ounce they sell. And this morning, the price of gold is 2,034. So 1% of that, and then 1% of profit. You can calculate that if it was 1% revenue. Yes, and every, can, every country in Africa has adopted 1%. That's a price, anything between 0.5 and 1%. Fortunately, we have drafted a regulation to make committee development agreement compulsory. Yes, we are the only country that have not done that. And the sad aspect is that you go to Tanzania, it is 1% CDA compulsory. Gita Mines pays it, that is Angogo Dashanti, but here it is voluntary. So that is it. And I did my calculation, the minimum, you are talking about $6 million. Yes, minimum, the minimum price, the one we use for the model. I'm not talking about the kind price. 1587, the one that I was using a feasibility, you're talking about about $6 million. I asked the MC of Infantima, he says his common fund is $100,000, $1.2 million, which is his biggest source of revenue. So you can see this is really a game changer. That is it. So a way has opened the doors for us to change everything about community development funding. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.